people say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. In this, the 56th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to ask and answer the question, is sincerity sometimes enough or is it not? Christians have long objected to the demands for union and tolerance among denominational people. We've rightly pointed out that sincerity is simply not sufficient in determining acceptance before the Almighty. The claim that as long as a person is sincere in his worship, he's accepted by God, well, it just doesn't jibe with what is revealed in the will of God. Notice, for example, the seventh chapter of the book of Matthew, verses 21 through 23. Now, these are the words of Jesus himself. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now this verse clearly indicates that acceptance by God is dependent upon obedience to him. He is accepted who does the will of my Father in heaven. There are many other verses which teach basically the same thing. Notice 2 John verse 9. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. John is here stating that acceptance by God is contingent upon faithfulness to his revelation. You must abide in his doctrine. We may notice as well that God expects us to mark and avoid those with whom he has no fellowship. Following the declaration of John noted above, he further states in verses 10 and 11 of that same book, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. It's alarming that today some brethren are now espousing the fellowship of someone who teaches false doctrine or practices certain sins. Such clearly conflicts with the principles that we have already established. However, some believe that they found a loophole. And that loophole, they claim, is found in the 14th chapter of the book of Romans. The contention made is that the principles outlined in that chapter in which we are told in verse 1 of that chapter, to receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things, that that includes matters of doctrine, matters of sin, things that are wrong. Well, not only does this conflict with such passages as 2 John 9 and 11 that we read just a moment ago, but it also does violence to the context of the 14th chapter of Romans itself. In verses 3 through 5, Paul indicates that it was equally right to eat meat or to not eat meat, to eat only herbs. He also mentioned that it was right to esteem or to not esteem a day, respect or not respect a day. Notice verse 6, which states that one could eat or not eat to the Lord. Now, what that means is that God doesn't care whether one eats or not. God doesn't care if one esteems one day above another. It's a matter of indifference to him, and therefore those who differ should receive one another. 
An individual who does not eat should be willing to coexist with an individual who does eat, the one who esteems the day with the one who does not. But to insert matters of faith or doctrine or things sinful into this passage, well, then it does violence to the context. Now, you put other things into the context. Let's say adultery. Can you say with regard to adultery that an individual could practice adultery to the Lord? Of course not. And so the true meaning of Romans 14 becomes clear. To say that any Christian could practice or espouse false doctrine or practice immorality, sinfulness, and do it to the Lord is absurd. There is no comfort to be found in the 14th chapter of Romans for those who would fellowship error. Brethren, we are told to withdraw ourselves from those who walk disorderly. We are told to expose the false teacher. We are told to remove the leaven from the lump. So, brethren, let us all remain pure. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.